What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo Di Montalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling? We got week two of the NFL. Week one is behind us. The Jets are 1-0, but at what cost, Ray? The look on your face says it all. Talk to me, buddy. I mean, this is a snaps. safe space. Four snaps. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. One, two, three, four. Done. Four snaps. Season over. I mean, it's not over because Zach Wilson. Don't the say truth. that. Zach Wilson's the truth, but you four sound snaps. Like an idiot. Four snaps. That's all. I, I, can't I mean, that's all I can say. I can't I mean, believe you're saying that out loud. What Zach Wilson? You said the truth? Zach Wilson is the truth. Zach Wilson is undefeated quarterback this year. Fact. <laughs> I fucking. <suck. laughs> all right. One of I... sixteen quarterbacks to be undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess that would be statistics. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just. If you would have told someone that this was going to happen you just be like oh like this is like haha like the journey yeah the yes. jets so oh, good one real fucking original turns I out can't... the lord above is not original he's a sick demented <laughs> fucking bastard uh oh well, my know, god <laughs> we're stronger because of it so yeah it's like his 30th adaptation of like finding nemo or some shit this is yeah real... yeah dead ass it's, it's like this is why we keep making remakes in fucking movies nowadays God, exactly. like, okay, everything's a remake. Legit. Let's run it, let's run it back. Remake. But um, yeah. Achilles I really don't want. Great. I really don't want to talk further on it. It's just. I think. I think we. Unfortunate it is what it is. Um. <laughs> I mean, Matt Stafford will be a Jet Week Four, but you know, I digress. October first, Monday, uh, Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. Stafford, Mahomes, be there, be square. I think as a as a unit, as a fan base, we should all just get Achilles tattoos. I said it <laughs> on our oh, next too, just so we're fucking we're known forever as being Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can identify branded across the room. We're just branded as fucking leopards yes. for life. We're, we're, your, your brothers joined joined in uh in suffering. Yeah, yeah, no. I hear you. Yeah. Pretty brutal, but again, like we say in football, next man up, Zach, you're back up. <laughs> Let's go, baby. We got faith in you. We got faith faith in this D Jets Super Bowl 2024. Book it. What do you uh, think? What, oh, before, before we go on, what do you think was going on through Zach's mind when he saw him sit back down? Like, oh shit. <laughs> like, not uh, this again. <laughs> yeah, he was probably like, fuck me. Like, am I about to go in the game looking around and seeing that he was the only quarterback on the roster that night? So uh it had to be him. I feel like it's like Matt when Matt Saracen had to go in for Jason Street, you know, it's like, oh shit. What the fuck just happened? Hey. Revisionist history, but Matt Saracen won that state title, by the way. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out seven. True. true. All right. Uh, let's recap bets before we get into the game previews. Who wants to start? I'll start. I guess I'm... I'll start. No, 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 because I'm perfect. So I'm going to start. I'm All perfect. Right, I was you perfect, get... too. Fuck. What was your total? What was the total amount of units you won? Uh, five and change. Okay. You could go five... that. Let's yeah. See. Uh, so I had Fields over fifty-eight and a half rushing yards. He ran for fifty-nine. No, he didn't. Yes, oh he my did. God, he did. Call me an expert. I'm I'm good with it. Uh, that's so that was one unit. And then Jets uh, plus one twenty money line. That was a lock for two point four. Uh, <laughs> Eagles minus four. I think they won by five. No, uh, no big deal. That was a one unit bet, and then no big deal. That was Can't... the biggest. That was confirmed the biggest trap line of the week, and you suckered into it, and you got bailed out in 
I got bailed out on all of them. You got bailed out nine different ways to Sunday in that freaking Eagles-Pats game. They tried their hardest to lose that game after going up 16-0 from Mac Jones. Repeat well that that team repeatedly. Let me finish shooting themselves in a foot. You have more units, more yeah. bets. And then I took a two team teaser. I teased Kansas City over that zero mark to one and a half, plus one and a half. That one hit, and then I had the uh the Raiders, but I think they won outright, right? What did they think? Yes. They could, yes. Yeah. So I want to know. That's perfect. They're perfect week. they're leading. They're they're alone at the top in the AFC West, just like everyone predicted. I have their over Raiders. No big deal. All right, Dino, talk us through your one bet. Good job. Yeah, I mean, this was the lock of the actual day. And I dare you to tell me otherwise. And that was Packers' money line. They were a little bit of an underdog away in Chicago. And Jesus Christ, was it just a lock. They won 38-20. But anyone watching that game saw this Justin Fields-ran offense was deemed a nothing burger. It was deemed absolute. It was deemed a high school football team. And then this, and and not only that, but the offense led by Jordan Love, he he played perfect. He obviously had some misses, miscues, very very warranted and were expected, obviously. But for what he needed to do with it with a team with such dynamic runners like Aaron Jones, who had a sick game, and AJ Dillon. He did exactly what he need, needed to do, highly efficient, 15 for 27, 245, but with three touchdowns, passer rating 123. I, I mean, it was written in the stars. I think I I think I think ran it down perfect in our best bets, and it came to fruition. Nice. Good stuff. I'll close this out here. Um, I had a seven-point tease um, that didn't hit either leg. I had over 44.5 for Detroit, Kansas City. That game was an absolute pooper to start. Um, and then I had Tennessee, New Orleans, over 33 and a half. That also didn't hit. Uh, Vegas really knows how to get to me in week one. Uh, <laughs> so I had a two, those two unit tees. Um, another game that just gave me a fucking heart attack on so many levels. I had the commanders minus six and a half against Arizona. Arizona was extremely feisty in that game. Um, I did have the commanders in three separate survivor pools too. Um, so really sweating that game out. Um, so I took a loss there, one unit. I did have one and a half units on the Falcons minus three against Carolina. Kind of took over that game late. Um, gave Bryce Young some fits, especially at the end of that game. And then my lock of the week, I said it was going to happen. I said the Jets were going to score. Maybe it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, but it was Zach Wilson. I had Garrett Wilson touchdown and Jets money line plus 310 for a half a unit. So that hit. Uh, recoup some capital there. So uh, two and two there for me. Honestly, only doing half a unit of that is such a bitch move. Shouldn't even brag about that. Uh, well, I did it for two units for like my actual money purposes, but just to get all my Wait, bets. So you're in telling for... me that you're misinforming the people? Uh, no, no, I have that bet. Oh, okay, okay, that's. Fair. But I'm trying to get all my units in. You know, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'm trying to. Yeah, because you're betting see... with more than five units at. I'm trying to I'm trying to sneak in 150 units into five units. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, I hear you. All right. Uh, before we get to the game previews, let's highlight one rookie that we really loved this week. Balled out in week one. Uh, Dino, you start. I mean, this is a my guy, like a, a pinnacle my guy. He was throughout the whole draft process, and that's got to be Steve Avila. 
uh, guard for the Rams. He played a crucial factor in the Rams upset over the Seahawks. It was night and day. It was actually scary rewatching his his 78 snaps. He had zero sacks, zero sacks, zero pressure, zero hurries. Sorry, my voice is still raspy from Monday night. Um, but Avila didn't only showcase an absolute masterclass in pass blocking. He used using his exceptional uh, footwork and his mirroring ability, which I talked about in nauseum um, with his time at TCU. But he was great at creating lanes in the run game as well. You know, he was a my guy for a reason, and he made a, a huge difference day one for this offensive line, and it shows on tape. I mean, I'm not surprised at all, but I I actually employ you guys, implore you guys to look at some of the snaps. It was crazy in pass pro seeing him be the only person still standing exactly where the line of scrimmage is while every other Rams offensive line is being pushed in and he's just alone on an island. It looks like just absolutely destroying his opposition. So Stephenville is going to be an amazing, amazing pro for my money, the rest of the, he's going to have a very long career. Love it. Right. Who you got? Uh, I got to highlight your boy sauce, uh, Brian branch. Oh yeah. Uh, Played predominantly in the slot. Also a little bit in the box. No, no traditional deep safety role, but uh, played uh, exceptional. He had that uh, one pick six on that tip pass, right place, right time. That's his calling card. Uh, Allowed two catches on four targets for seven yards. So really solid in that pass defense and he also had three tackles with no misses which is just right up his alley he doesn't miss tackles this guy so uh, I had some questions about his long speed in the NFL didn't come up in this game and I think just this whole uh Lions like remake on defense and in particular that secondary holding the defending champs only 20 points is really impressive uh it's a long season I'm curious to see how this defense develops just because they're such a young unit but Lions are looking good sauce your your boys yeah, yeah, it was a nice, uh, nice way to get the season started. Um, yeah, back to Branch real quick. That long speed was definitely a question, and he didn't run that great in the forty. But I said this guy's a football player. He recorded the fastest miles per hour on speed track for that entire game of anybody who played. Did he really? So shows out, shows out. When the pads come on, he's a football player. Guy doesn't need to be running in. Uh, in a tank top. Uh, last guy I'll highlight, and it's a guy that we talked about as the best player in the draft last year. It's Jalen Carter, and all offseason we just kept saying, please do not let this guy get to the Eagles. Please do not let this guy get to the Eagles. He fucking gets to the Eagles, and what does he do? He goes along the arguably the best defensive front in football, had seven hurries and a sack last week. He had a 25% pass rush win rate last year. I mean – Playing along this defensive line, he's going to catch so many less double teams than he did in college. He's con- he's going to continue to be a force. And my God, do the Eagles just have so many riches. I'm so fucking jealous. Um, that sucks that we lost Rodgers. Sorry, it just hit me again. Uh, um, but yeah, Jalen Carter looked great. And uh, yeah, him and Jordan Davis in the, in the middle is just going to be an absolute wrecking crew for the next five years in Philly. It's funny how genuine that was. That wasn't like a plan that you just you genuinely. Oh, that just, it like hit me all at one time. <laughs> you just you, you it stopped you dead in your tracks. Look like someone was pointing a gun at you. <laughs> it's hilarious because I mean it's only been what two days, but that probably has happened to me like seventy times. Yeah, <laughs> tough. I, I mean, all right, I mean, let's I mean, get to the. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the game previews. Uh, Thursday night football. We got the Minnesota Vikings going to Philly. Uh, Philly is a six and a half point favorite right now. Uh, Minnesota took a loss to Tampa Bay last week. It's a, a matchup that I think Ray and I were definitely talking about that Tampa could be uh, could be on the right side of everybody talking shit about them. Um, Philly obviously escaped with a with a win against New England. Ray, we'll start with you here. What do you see from this game? I think this matchup is tailor-made for Philly. They're at home. Uh, no Garrett Bradbury either at center for the Vikings. I feel like there's this Philly defensive front is just going to be getting after Kirk all day. Uh, this this Minnesota offense couldn't really get the get the ball going on in the run game either, which is a little concerning. Uh, I I love Philly here. The only um, I don't know question or devil's advocate I guess I could come up with is the Patriots did give them fits last week. I think it's pretty clear that they did not look like they were in like midseason form. And Brian Flores, I mean, maybe he takes take some tips from Bill Belichick. They run that similar scheme. Obviously, uh, Flores was under him for a little bit, so maybe he picked up picked up on some things. And maybe there's a little bit of a flaw in this Philly offense that some people have noticed over the offseason. But I think they're going to throw the ball over, all over the yard. Uh, and I'm also curious to see how many snaps they give to Swift with uh, Gainwell out. So just two little things I'm looking at, but uh, Philly's at six right now. I, I do love that line. Oh, Ray, you silly goose. It's going to be Boston Scott, bro. Everyone knows that every coaching staff despises DeAndre Swift. Way to steal a tweet from Twitter. I, I, I saw the same tweet. I saw it, Dean. So, someone tweeted tweet. that. Every coaching same staff one. despises same Boston Scott. No, every coach do that staff despises DeAndre Swift. Don't plagiarize in my fucking presence, Dean. Oh, I mean, I didn't plagiarize that. I thought, I mean, I probably saw it and thought it was funny, but I, the Boston Scott thing is totally original. Okay. Are you going to talk about the game or? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I disagree <laughs> with Ray. I, I, for, I, for one, find this line bouncing around between, you know, seven and seven and a half to be, to be fairly, actually very disrespectful to a Vikings team who put up 369 yards. On a still very talented Bucks defense, I will give Ray props. He was calling for that, saying that this defense still has a ton of horses that won that championship. They're still very good defense and, and very well coached, obviously. Uh, but the fact that they only found you know 17 points out of those 369 yards does not really discourage me much. This is a this was a defense that was wreaking havoc in the middle of that offensive in the middle of that defensive line and stopping the run just like Ray said I don't see it doing much better against Philly but on the other side of the coin let's be real probably the least impressive win of the day has to go to the Eagles winning 25-20 against the Pats I mean I just said it at the beginning of you know beginning of the show but Pats shot themselves in the foot bad early going down 16-0 quick but offensively I I expect I've I apologize. Offensively, I expect them definitely to be better than the Eagles in this one, but but they struggled mightily against the Pats, and, and that offensive line showed a lot of flaws we haven't seen. We definitely didn't see it any at all last year, but maybe, and just maybe, you know, the lingering injuries and the old age, maybe it's getting to this offensive line a bit. I mean, these guys are fossils. And, and lastly, defensively, I was shocked that with such a big lead, and the horses that they have on the D-line, you know, Jalen Carter playing great. You know, they were able to pin their ears back, you would presume, and rush the passer, passer. And they they let up 316 yards 
and three touchdowns, guys, to Mac Jones in a brand new offense. I mean, that's just that cannot be allowed. That cannot be excused. It needs to be talked about. That's just crazy. Mac Jones is brutal. Yeah, I think it's week one. They're still getting some new pieces, um, especially in that linebacker room. They got some new guys there. Um, but I think that could be a big time key for for Minnesota. I think New England really took advantage of the middle of the field with Hunter Henry and Jasicki and a Ramondre couple of catches in the mid- towards the middle of the field. I think TJ Hawkinson is in for a big day and not just because he's on my fantasy team and I need him to be on it, have a big day, <laughs> but I do think he's going to have some nice open targets towards the middle of the field. James Bradbury's also out. So is Reed Blankenship uh, in the back end. So if Slay is starting to travel a little bit with Jefferson, look for Addison to, to have another touchdown like he did last week. Um, I'm going to ride with Philly, but I think Minnesota, especially with some of the guys out, um, and the way they like to run their offense, especially throwing towards the middle of the field, can definitely take advantage of some of this uh, this Eagles weakness in this linebacker group. Damn, I'm so anti-Ray today. It's crazy. Yeah, we're always anti-Ray. Uh, let's I move love, I, I, There's nothing I love more than if Dean is anti-me. <laughs> it's just amazing vibes. Fucking loser dork. Oh, shit. All right, boys. Uh, let's get to the second game. Another good game. Um, AFC North matchup, Baltimore going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a three and a half point favorite right now. Baltimore took care of business against uh, the Houston Texans last week. Obviously, they lost J.K. Dobbins to an Achilles injury. They, they're banged up kind of everywhere right now. Um, Cincinnati looked absolutely horrible last week. Could not get the offense going whatsoever in a wet, rainy game against Cleveland. Ray, we'll start with you here. You expect Cincinnati to bounce back. Um, I mean, and what do you they, think about Baltimore? I mean, Cincinnati's got to bounce back more. I think uh, Joey Ice got a new haircut, too. He said after a game like that, you just got to change some shit up. So changing the vibes up. I think they got to get T. Higgins involved right away. He uh, he got shut out last week, held to a big fat goose egg. So I think he had eight targets still. So it's not like they just completely ignored him. But get him involved early. This passing attack, is there's too much talent on this offense for them to struggle like that again. And like you said, uh, Baltimore is beat up to shit. Uh, Marcus Williams is not out. Marlon Humphrey, I don't know if he's listed as questionable, but... Yeah, I don't know. They they said he, he's got a shot to play, but he was held out of the first two practices this week and, like, starting to climb back. I think Mark Andrews is going to play this week. I would say Humphrey probably doesn't play this week, if I had to make bets on that. Yeah. So this Baltimore... I mean, this Baltimore t- defense is always going to be tough, but they're... A lot of people missing. And then on offense, they're still just trying to get new, used to this new scheme. Lamar did not look good at all. Uh, only ran the ball eight times, two for 38 yards. I think that's going to be a trend we see throughout the year. I'm curious to see if this offense uh, continues to be sluggish, no Dobbins, and if the run game doesn't get going, if Lamar just says, fuck it, and just has to do what he does and starts to run. But uh, I do like Cincinnati at home in this game. I think uh, they'll their offense will ba- bounce back, and I think three and a half is – a line, I'll be. I'll say it's not the most ideal to take. It's it's reasonable. If I if I was going to take this game, I'd buy it. Obviously, at two and a half though. Stucker move. What about you, Dino. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm very excited. Very, very, very excited for this game. This this game has all the makings of an electric AFC North matchup, as they very regularly uh, produce. Uh, you know, both teams, just like you guys have spoken on, even though especially Baltimore won and 
by a, by a solid margin against a Houston team. Both had very sluggish season openers. Obviously, the Bengals, you know, was worse. But the Ravens, additionally, you know, they suffered significant losses, as you guys said. Dobbins out for the year. Marlon Humphrey is potentially going to miss this game. I think he I, – I, I read that he's, you know, it's uh, trending that he will be – he will be able to play, but just banged hmm. up. Um, I think Ronnie Staley got hurt too, didn't he? No, so he- also, and this is much this this is honestly the real injury report, which um you guys left out is Ronnie Stanley and Linderbaum are are both uh actually today Harbaugh came out and said they're week to week. That yeah. is not 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 good. That is not uh, obviously uh something you want to hear. You know, the line of Ravens plus three and a half. I think definitely indicates to me that, you know, obviously we know Vegas knows these things already. Vegas knows who's playing, who's not. I, I think that this means that Stanley and Linderbaum are going to be most likely, you know, out for this week, which again is going to be a massive blow for just like Ray said, and he said it perfectly, a team that needs some continuity to be able to learn and get a good firm grasp of this Todd Munkin offense. It's a f- completely different offense than they're used to. Uh, I don't, think like Ray that we're going to see uh, a drastic drop in rushes and rushing potential for Lamar, but you know, that's to be seen. Zay flowers is also daddy. He's God. Uh, I've said that my entire life. So I want that to be known. I do remember in fifth grade, Dean saying that Zay flowers was God. So yeah. I do remember that. I actually said I it mean, before then he wasn't even alive. Yeah. He was a sperm cell back then. <laughs> um, Really date, really dating ourselves with uh with these rookies now, but yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, I, I wish you said that. Um, I with all the injuries to Baltimore, I just don't think there's a way that Cincinnati doesn't bounce back and have a really good game. Joe Burrow, um, I know wants to have a good game. I think they just need to get some easy throws, get their offense moving. I mean, T. Yeah, I I have Joe Burrow and T. Higgins in fantasy, so I watched a lot of this game. I mean. Too many throws just up the sideline, tough sh- like tough back shoulder throws, tough like one-on-one go-get-it throws. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are two of the best in the league at doing that, but they just need these guys to get in space, get their offense moving a little bit. Um, so I think they will figure it out. And, Ray, like you said, I think if you were going to take this buying a point, you might see that uh, in my best bets. So uh, <laughs> we'll stay tuned for that one. Wait, I'm sorry. Really, really quick question. Has there ever been – an NFL receiver who had eight or more targets with zero receptions in a game. I'm sure there has. I feel like it's such a, I feel like it's such a wild outlier. Yeah. Honestly, some of those, some of the throws that were counted as targets were like completely out of bounds and like weren't even close to him, but yeah, it'd be interesting. All right, let's move on to uh, to our third game. We got the Kansas City Chiefs going to Jacksonville. Kansas City's a three and a half point favorite right now. Obviously, took a tough loss to Detroit in the Thursday night opener. Uh, Jacksonville got off with a nice win against Indianapolis. Travis Kelsey should be back after ten days rest. Dino, we'll start with you. What do you think about this one? Yeah, no this 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 is going to be the game of the week. I think most people are anticipating that the over under is definitely indicating that it's it's the highest at uh, around fifty to fifty one, which it has since you know going live a few days back has stayed put at. I'm shocked. Uh, usually uh, these kind of games would stop would start to dip in the over under because uh, a lot of professionals are, are you know sharp betters are, are fading, and uh, 
betting the under. Um, you know, for the spread, it opened at three and is now comfortably through the three. And is that Casey giving three and a half? That's definitely notable. Uh, when you truly dissect what happened, though, uh, week one for both of these teams, they they were fairly sloppy and highly, highly inefficient on third down, which is definitely crazy, especially when you talk about, obviously, a, a Pat Mahomes run offense. Obviously, this offense will be different. Uh, for me, the key to this game, at, at least on the Jag side, will definitely rely on Josh, Josh Allen again. I mean, he was ginormous. You can't even discount what he was for them. He almost single-handedly won the game. I know they won 31-21. And, um, you know, really early on, that offense looked humming. And obviously, you got the Calvin Ridley first touchdown. But, uh, you know, he was ridiculous. Had three sacks week one to make, you know, he needs to make Mahomes as uncomfortable as possible. He's getting Kelsey back. And then for the Chiefs, it's really less about, really less about Mahomes Kelsey in my opinion this needs to be and, and the most important key of the game for them they need to have uh Chris Jones come back with no rust with at least minimal rust you know he's coming in off the couch didn't have a training camp and he, you know this is a guy who averaged a ridiculous 2.5 percent sack rate on pass rush snaps that that is the silliest thing from the inside you know the interior of the defensive line it's just an absolutely ridiculous stat he had last year and this d line goes from 22 percent pressure rate to a 37 percent pressure rate when he's on the field uh over the past three years so this i mean he needs to go out there and be chris jones if he's not i think trevor lawrence is is going to have his way and this might be more than just a number they're covering they might win outright nice Brad. what do you got yeah, I mean, I think this this Kansas City offense was pretty brutal to open up the season week one. I think they are desperately in need of a, some outside help at wide receiver. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see them get make any additions before a uh, trade deadline comes, but I feel like if you're a Kansas City fan, you kind of like, demand it. But that being said, Travis Kelsey should be back this week, so his favorite target should be there, which should help this offense, obviously. Uh, get going and with Mahomes you really can't bet against him as an from an offensive standpoint I'm such a believer in this Jacksonville team though I think like Dean mentioned I think Josh Allen off the edge and maybe even some Trevon Walker uh, the, the new Chiefs tackles were pretty shaky last week I think they only allowed one sack but still a lot of pressures and Mahomes is always on the move so uh, I'm not going to touch this game betting wise. I think if anything, I'd maybe take the over 51, but I think we're going to be in, uh, in store for a really good one. And I'm just, I want to see Trevor Lawrence keep continuing to grow. Cause this guy's look, this look, guy looks special. He looks like he's in that tier below Mahomes right now. Yeah. I think you saw in that fourth quarter too, like when their offense finally started to get clicking a little bit, they really got going. I mean, the addition of Calvin Ridley was so big for them. He's just an explosive receiver. I mean, we saw Christian Kirk have such a great season last year, and now he's kind of been in a diminished role where he should be, and now you just have this alpha for Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be a really special offense to watch. Their offensive line played really well last week. I think their defense um, is obviously going to be the key to this game, stopping Travis Kelsey. Um, Foyle Oku that they got in the offseason, it's going to be big for them covering it in the middle. Um, he had a really nice game last week. I think he had 14 tackles, but this defense – I think they had eight three and outs. I know it was against a rookie and Anthony Richardson, but eight three and outs. I mean, if you can do half of that against Kansas City and maintain possession, especially at home, um, look out. This Jacksonville team uh, could be very, very special. 
All right, fellas, let's wrap it up with the Monday night game. Another good AFC North matchup. We're going to say that all season long. Got Cleveland going to Pittsburgh. Cleveland's a two-point favorite right now. Um, They had a really nice win over Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Um, Tough sledding against arguably one of the best teams in the league in San Francisco. But, Dino, you have faith in this Pittsburgh team. How do you feel about this matchup? Yeah, I think, uh, obviously... Obviously, everyone needs to pump the brakes. Maybe, just maybe, 49ers is just in a different tier. And I've been saying that I think they are. I didn't think that they would come out and just absolutely look like that and stop a, stop a growing team, you know, with that is has one of the greatest coaches in, in the league right now. I almost said of all time, but Mike, Mike Tomlin will get there. I mean, very highly respected. This is, you know, this is a well-coached team that definitely came ready, and they looked abysmal. Obviously, I expect them to to bounce back, but this is not going to be an easy feat. This Cleveland team, especially spearheaded by this just silly defensive line. I mean, everyone saw it. It's it's all over, uh, it's all over Twitter. But Miles Garrett legitimately just playing with his food and. I can't think of anything crazier than that. It's just wild. Just playing with his food against, you know, legit another 300-pound man. I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. But I I don't know where to lean on this game, to be honest with you. I I was also very – I also thought Cleveland did a great job in this offseason. I think Deshaun Watson is going to start making some strides back to his former self. And – they're too well-rounded with that run game, you know, obviously led by the, the best running running back in the, the NFL with Nick Chubb. So I'm staying away from this one. I do find the over-under to be intriguing, though. It opened up at 40-and-a-half. It, it did quickly dip to 38-and-a-half. It, it, you could find some, like, 41, 41-and-a-half as well. I'll be honest. I, I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think the over-under has it pretty perfect. Ray, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's an AFC North, a typical AFC North matchup. I think this is going to be physical as all fuck. Uh, one of the combines, uh, not a combines, oh my gosh, one of the matchups I'm really looking forward to, TJ Watt versus Dewan Jones. Uh, Conklin's done for the year. That that injury, I don't know if you guys saw that. Fucking brutal, dude. So he just got someone thrown right into his goddamn knee. I knew that from a second I saw that, that he was done. Uh, Dewan Jones had a, man, a monster preseason. But, I mean, you're going up against a top three edge rusher in this class right now. So, And on top of that, Cleveland, even though they won uh, pretty handedly, they've really struggled to throw the ball, get rhythm going uh, in the passing game. So that's something I really want to see out of Cleveland this week. I want to see Deshaun Watson get a little bit more comfortable and start hitting those weapons. Uh, But their run game is going to – it's always going to run in a a Stefanski offense. They ran the ball all over the place against Cincinnati, and I think no Cam Hayward um, is going to be a big – big loss for Pittsburgh as well in the in the interior. So Dean's boy Keanu Benton may have to step up a little bit, but I do like Benton. I like Cleveland in this game, but again, they're on the road too. I don't know and it's week two of the NFL season. I'll I'll stay away from that, but I do think Cleveland ends up edging this one out. I'll edge yeah, it. I'm also definitely not touching this line. I don't think I'll ever touch a an AFC North <laughs> game, honestly. Um, it's too much to sweat. It's, it, too, it's, it's legit. Crazy. It's too much stress. It already is. It's too much stress already added on. It, it really is. Um, yeah, for it's Pittsburgh, I mean, win. no, no Deontay Johnson now. Allen Robinson's getting elevated for that wide receiver core. I mean, somebody else has got to step up. George Pickens needs to have a big game, but 
I don't know. These corners again uh, for Cleveland looked really good. Ward, Emerson, they all looked awesome last week. Mm. The run defense looked great last week. I mean, no, Najee Harris hasn't really been getting it done. Hopefully, maybe Jalen Warren can break yeah, they, a couple. I mean, they need they need to feed Najee the six carry bullshit. Like, what the fuck is that, man? Yeah. Like, get, I don't um, understand. They they with uh, they don't like because Najee Harris can't move laterally, dude. Yo, Just because you drafted dude. him in your fantasy football team. By the way, I do want to add, you know, because you touched on it, but you, you you left a dog out who was great. Grant Delpit put on a show, you know, highly, you know, a highly recruit, high pedigree prospect who who fell in the draft, you know, well, how many years ago now? Three years ago. He played great. He was all over the field. And then uh, when it comes to Pickens, uh, I think it's time we got to start getting to, you know, start questioning if this guy could separate consistently. I, I get it. I mean, it's year two. It's for game one of year two. I don't know. And they were going against fucking I'll tell you this. There's one semi, semi weakness in that 49ers defense, and it's their cornerback room. And you need George Pickens. You don't need a cornerback when their defensive line is absolutely analing the fucking offensive line of the other team. I mean, what are we even talking? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but he can't, the guy. I don't know. I, I, you know, every pass, I get it. He makes these great passes that you see in an ESPN top ten because because he's he's mossing guys. But why does he have to moss every time he gets a catch? Why is there a guy draped on him? Yeah, I mean his separation wasn't his calling card coming out, but I'm also not going to write the guy off. Game one not, into his second year. Oh my gosh! Uh, twisting my words. How am I'm I twisting saying, your words? Just I, I'm just saying. I think he might struggle without without a, a solidified, you know, tandem with him within Deontay Johnson. If he gets too much, too much coverage on him, if he has someone consistently over the top of him, he's going to do nothing. Okay, right. nothing, Ray. I, I like I like Cleveland in this game, but uh, <laughs> we'll save that for another day. All right, fellas, let's get to best bets. Ray, you want to start us here? Yeah, I'll start you off. Um, uh, so I said I didn't. <laughs> I said I'm not going to touch that game. I did tease it, so I did lie a little bit. But I, I, got, I have a three I team that. teaser. So I got the Panthers plus nine at home versus the Saints. Uh, I just love week two. I like that. Getting almost division, double digit points. Division game. Division game. And I'm going to keep the trend going with the other Monday night game as well. Steelers plus eight. I think it's going to be a dog, a fucking dog fight. I do think Cleveland ends up edging it out, but these games are always close. If you can give me more than a touchdown on either side, I'm going to take it. And then to close it out, pains me to do it. I, I got Bill minus two and a half home versus the Raiders. I think they have a, a sour taste in their mouth after that last game. I think this offense is going to put up some points uh, playing against an inferior defense in the Raiders. So that was two units at plus 160. Um, I took under 30 and a half Jets Cowboys. Do I need to elaborate? I don't think I do. Um, <laughs> I, that, that was one unit on that. And then I took I ten, a Tampa Bay minus two and a half uh, home versus the Bears. This Bears offense, Dean said it looked kind of miserable. And I think Tampa Bay is well suited to defend the uh, the Justin Fields running with their linebacker core. So uh, I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more. I think they're gonna, that's, on offense for Tampa Bay, that's going to be their strategy. They're going to run, and hopefully Baker Mayfield doesn't turn the ball over too many times. So I do like them to uh, edge that one out. And then to close it out, I'm going to put one unit on Eagles minus six and a half. I touched on it already. I think they're a really good matchup against Minnesota. So I think they win by double did you like, scores. Did you buy that point? Buy half a point or something? Um, no, I got did you get it like juice minus 120 or something? Minus 105. 
Oh, when'd you when'd you bet that? Like an hour or two. Uh, a lot, like three hours ago, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Tina, what do you got? Um, I, I mean, my first one, I have two and a half units, so half my load on uh, Vikings plus seven and a half. Uh, they're a little bit juiced. Uh, minus one fifteen. I just want to check because I I bet I bet that line like earlier today. Wow, I got it lit. Oh, um, you might have to shop around for it. Why did that drop? I don't know. I bet it. I bet it's seven and a half earlier today. Uh, Ray is right though. It is six and a half now. Um, that's kind of crazy. But uh, I I Vikings plus seven and a half. I I very much detailed it and tipped my hand in you know in the long deep dive we did you can uh, go back to it at, at the top of the pod and then my second one it, it's i want to do the whole five units on it but i didn't out of principle because i did the whole five units on this team prior week but this is just a no-brainer and it's packers minus one minus minus a dollar ten uh for my other half of my low two and a half units at atlanta uh so both of these guys, road teams, uh, you'd be out of your mind to think I'm not taking the Packers again against a one-dimensional Falcons team that can that barely put a team away with a rookie quarterback and has clearly no faith in Desmond Ritter at all. Arthur Smith was talking about before the game against Week Week One that he was gonna that they were for sure gonna be getting their guys involved and their guys including you know Pitts and Drake London. Drake London had one target. He's their best pass catcher on the team. That is flat out unacceptable. Uh, this team is going to get pounced on. Uh, I will also additionally have money on alt lines as well. I, I'm gonna love to get Packers. Minus six and a half, like plus two hundred, and I'm going to legit put Ray's life on it, which isn't a ton, but but it should be enough to make a pretty penny. Nice. All right, I'll round us out here. Uh, mentioned one of them. I have the Bengals minus two and a half. I bought a point there. It's minus one forty. Uh, I have one and a half units there. Like we said, too many injuries for the Ravens, and I really like the Bengals to bounce back after a tough week one. Um, I have the Saints minus two and a half at Carolina. Um, I bought a half a point there as well uh, for one and a half units. Again, I think Bryce Young is going to take a little time to get going. Um, and the Saints front looked really good last week, so I expect them to do the same. Um, and I think as Derek Carr continues in this offense, they're going to grow. They're going to hit on some explosive plays. And then I rounded out with a two-unit teaser. I got the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams minus a half. Um, like Dean said, they are just clicking even after one week. Um, I think this team is pretty poised to be in the NFC championship game again. Um, so love them there. And then I got Jacksonville plus 10 and a half first Kansas city. Um, it's minus 140 for that teaser. Uh, so lock that up while you can. Let's go boys. Let's I'm make so shocked at that line moving in Vikings Eagles. I guess it's a day before. So, it might get some prominent movement. I wonder if there's something that happened though. A full point yeah, in like eight hours. Did I bet that at like noon? You might have been the injury shit. report for some of the Eagles guys. I don't know. Or, or you or just suck. Yeah. All right. No, that, that would mean I'm good, right? That would mean I'm I'm fucking good, bro. Yeah. All right. That's gonna wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our week two NFL preview. Stay with us. We got college football. We got the NFL all season long. We're going to be highlighting prospects. So stay with us. 
As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with a number two. You can also find us now on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we continue this 2023-2024 season, fellas. Appreciate you.